Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Well, I was just going to say, I, I love the fact that I appear to have emerged from this completely unscathed. I don't know what it is that I've said that makes it sound as if it was you that had the only bee in your bonnet, but I really let rip a few episodes back. But no one's come for me. So no. I, I think you've just got one of those faces. <laughs> I have a bit. Like when I was in school, it was all, I always got told off for being noisy or whatever. And I was like, it wasn't me. <laughs> it was Reese Phillips. <laughs> Fucking Reese. <laughs> oh, I always, yeah, it was always Reese Phillips in math. And Mr. Owen always used to tell me off. And I remember actually him telling somebody else off once. And then if you're listening, actually, Mr. Owen, I'm really sorry. I'm going to say it. Fuck off. He was horrible to me. And, he, and he, I remember him him shouting at someone else once and then turning around and he went, he was like, he was shouting at her and he was like, you really need to stop growing up. you got your GCSE and this, however long it is, like you need to pull your socks up, blah, blah, blah. And then he turned around and he went, and you. <laughs> I was like, not even involved in whatever was just going on there, but okay. Yeah, he did. He did really upset me. And we Aww. did used to call him Mr. B. Owen for a long time because he wasn't very <laughs> nice. So, And he was a bit stinky. Welcome to episode 180 of the Women's Running Podcast. I'm your host, Esther Newman, and she's your other host, Holly Taylor. On this podcast, we talk about health, politics, stuff on TV, and what we ate last night. Occasionally, we talk about running. We start, and continue for some time, on the NRS. The National Running Show was this weekend just gone, and it was a total blast. We're still getting over it. But there is much to discuss from the famous people 
who met us on the stand, to the gorgeous pod squatters who replenished us with hugs and snacks. We loved meeting you all. One thing we talked about a lot at the show with you all was races. So we talk about the suggestions here and there are some great ideas for all of us. We also catch up about the New York half marathon we're running on the 26th of April. We've got some exciting extra things to add to the package that we've worked out with sports tours for those of you coming. More on this in coming weeks. For everyone not coming, we're going to be starting a half marathon training block from the 2nd of February. More details here. Do think about subscribing to Women's Running right now because you'll save 50% off the cover price and you'll get a copy of our How to Run 5K guide absolutely free. If you don't need it because you're scampering over mountains, it'll make a friend very happy indeed. Go to womensrunning.co.uk forward slash bundle to get the deal. Okay. <laughs> okay. Morning, right. morning. Morning, Here morning. And oh my goodness, first of all, hello. I mean, let's watch our uh, stats on ACAST stay exactly the same after saying yeah. this. But hello to anybody who's listening for the first time as a result of saying hello at the National Running Show. Yeah. That's what we've just come back from. And I mean, it was absolutely incredible for me until lunchtime on the Sunday. How did you find <laughs> it? <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna return to that, aren't we? Um, mm. Yeah, I. Uh, oh my god, it was it was. I think overwhelming is probably the first word that springs to mind in 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 all the ways. I think it was it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. It was. I think I'd kind of forgotten from last year what it can be like and I think we had put so much effort into it this year much more than we had done last year that I was focused on the things that we were doing rather than the yeah. things that just sort of naturally happen and um it was incredible it was incredible it was it was yeah yeah it's just... like for any of you who've not been it's like mini glasto for runners or something isn't it like that's maybe a bit say. less booze yeah. but yeah, a little bit during the daytime at least, but um, but yeah. yeah, it is. I mean, I guess in in the way that it is like Glasto is uh, the fact that it's so all encompassing of the kind of the kinds of runners that you get there. Like you could you could be talking to two separate people within seconds, and one of them has done, um, as I discovered, one of them's done a half marathon every day for the last three hundred days. And the one next to you is training for their first 10K. It's kind of that sort of balance is just incredible. It's so lush, isn't it? And I do think Mm. that that, that's a very good point, Esther. And I think if you are somebody who is worried about, you know, you're a runner, but maybe you're a shy runner, which we've all Mm. been, because you don't want to sort of put yourself next to somebody who you think might be better than you or make yourself, you might not necessarily feel like you're, part of the community because you don't think you're fast enough or you run longer long distances enough or you run enough it just does go to show that that is all total bollocks because everybody there I mean there I spoke to a woman who was like I haven't run for a year like I've just I've not been I've not I've lost my mojo but here I am still you know wanting to get inspiration from other runners and um 
Yeah, everybody there is very, it's such a mixed bag. Actually, our lovely Cara, who you can hear on our other um, Office Chair to 5K episode, and you may have met if you were there this weekend. um, She did say that because it was her first time and she was like, oh, I'm I'm a bit worried that everybody's going to be a bit runny. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And then she was like, no, everyone's super chill. Yeah. Lots of brownies floating around, lots of sweets, like lots of people you know yeah. it, it, it's such a such a mix and everybody's very down to earth and it is just a nice vibe isn't it yeah that's I mean and I think that's what I was, I was trying to sort of explain that to Dave when I left because I think he sort of assumes it's going to be sort of Steve Cram and Joe Pavey on a racetrack and it's just everyone in short shorts talking about kind of quads and things and it was like no it's so far removed from that if you want to see Steve Cram and Joe Pavey you can do that but yeah if you you want to wear your short shorts if you want to talk about quads it's all happening but (laughs) it's all there (laughs) if you want to face plant on a travelator or eat a brownie the size of your head or uh yeah, yeah it is also just just lovely and friendly and 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 yeah, it's just it's a lovely vibe. It made me feel it? and very loads of families about the as well. Community. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. De- yeah. Definitely. And I, I reckon there were, there were uh, quite a few people I was talking to who, just like your person that you were speaking to, they were injured um, or they were sort of returning. But and those people, I think, kind of knew like they'd been the year before and they realised how inclusive it is as a place and how yeah. it, it just it's kind of it's it's slightly life affirming and it's slightly kind of it makes you realize that you have chosen the right hobby actually because you are surrounded by people who love it too and everyone's different but everyone's supporting each other whether you're kind of trying to find like a a, a different kind of uh, specialist gel to kind of make sure that you can get under two and a half hours at your next marathon or whatever or if you're just like massively fangirling Mo Farah and you Mm -hmm. know want a new pair of kicks I mean, it's just, it's, it's just lovely. It's just, it was so nice. And we spoke to so many nice people. Oh my so gosh, we nice did. People. Well, I'm going to address the the elephant in the room with that in that um, you may have noticed if you turned up on the Sunday that I sacked things off at about two o'clock. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm so sorry if there were people who did want to come and say hello that didn't get a chance to uh, because I had ditched the whole thing. But I just I had a bit of a, a wobble on the Sunday. I I'd had a really anxious night on Saturday, and uh, so I hadn't had very much sleep. And then I think I just had like a sort of I don't know I don't know what it was. Whether it was like an adrenaline dump, or whether it was the fact like that I had been a little bit under the weather, hadn't I? Before we'd left, and I think I'd sort of yeah. I thought that I'd managed to get over it, and I was like, "Phew, we're fine for the NRS. It's all going to be okay." But I think I had actually just slightly sort of quashed it down with um and and relied on adrenaline in order to kind of get through and then by Mm. after we'd done our our last talk on the Sunday I went back to the stand and was able to be a little bit human again and I just I couldn't I had a horrid migraine and I felt like I was going to shit my pants which I managed to avoid doing but oh my god I came close I have I'm still things are still hairy Mm. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) so I was trying so hard to talk to people um but I was genuinely very 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 worried that I was going to uh embarrass myself either from you know shitting myself in front of you or um 
just not be on top form and not really be able to say hello. But even in my sort of wobble that I had afterwards, mm. there were some lovely pod squadders who said hello or just shouted, love you, even though I was crying or whatever um, <laughs> oh, at me. God. And then I did see that a lovely, lovely woman when I was really at the end of my of my tether and I was like oh mm. god first of all I had a, a bloke on the, so I got on a train I called Esther and I was like I'm so sorry love you so much but I can't I can't do the last couple of hours and uh, we can't I can't most importantly I was worried about the fact that I couldn't help you pack the stand-up because lots of people <laughs> had left by then but I was like oh god she's got to pack that stand-up with Cara on her own um <laughs> but Esther was like fine 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 and then I hopped on my little train and there was a bloke on there you know when you get immediate bad vibes from a, from a train person? Oh, no. Yeah, he was oh, playing no. Sophia Spexter Murder on the Dance Floor out loud on his phone. and, and Oh, I hate along. that. I mean, not the song, yeah, but... No, oh, my God. I, I mean, adore Sophia Spexter, but... Yeah. And he had about six empty tinnies next to him. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. And he was, he was going, excuse me, to people who were just, like, ignoring him. Oh, and no. I was really close to him. So I was like, oh God, I'm not going to be able to avoid this. And then he turned around and he went higher. And then he's like, do you like Birmingham? And you'll be so proud of me and my people pleasing. I went, please don't talk to me. I'm not in the mood. Oh my God, Holly. Well done. I know. What did he and do? You know, what did he do? He went, you know what? I respect that. At least you're polite about it. And then he carried on going, it's murder on the dance floor. <laughs> <laughs> And then I moved carriages because I was like, I was like, well done, Halls, you were really brave. But also I was like, still on the verge of like, am I going to be sick? Is something horrible going to happen to my body? So I was like, let's get out away from him, get a bit more oh. privacy. And then I actually bumped into a lovely pod squadder called Suzanne, who, um, who said, are you all right? And hello. And I listen and we had a little chat together and it, she was really, really sweet. Yeah. Oh, Holly. Yeah, awful. I, I wish such, I, I felt grim. Yeah, yeah, and you you didn't look you didn't look right, and I like in in retrospect, I just wish we'd been a bit kinder to you because I mean, not not that we were hitting you over the head with a stick or anything. That's um, what they do in this team that is, behind everyone's backs, behind the scenes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all a bit corporal punishment, but we um, like you you were not great in the morning, and I just thought. And, and and you'd sort of said about it and I thought, oh, you know, we, there's all these things that have led up to the night before. We'd done a talk, we'd had a full day, we'd had some booze, obviously, we'd had a mega pizza, we'd, we'd been chatting. So been, many sweets as well. So many I sweets. thought that. I was yeah. like, I'm having a sugar crash was my yeah. first thought. Yeah. But we we had been on it all day for 24 hours. We'd been talking and talking and talking and talking and... Um, and the following on that Sunday morning, I, when I woke, when I woke up from that, you were already talking about how you'd had a bad night's sleep, which wasn't, which isn't really like you. Um, no, I normally am out like a light and maybe every few months I get an anxious night, which stops, well, anxiety actually stops me from sleeping. And I'd had one of those and Esther and I were sharing a room and actually I'm very, very used to sharing a room with you now. Like we're pretty chill. We sit with our little books. Uh, and 
<laughs> and then we have a little snooze and we're, we're very comfortable sleeping in each other's company but I just had a random actually probably not random when you think about it we'd had a mental stressful day it was so yeah. much over excitement like I just was so excited to meet everybody and we'd had so much fun and we'd had a lot of adrenaline and we'd eaten sweets drunk Prosecco eaten a huge pizza blah 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 so not random probably that I was having some of the physical anxiety symptoms where I was having like racing mm. heart and stuff but I just got in a loop that I haven't had for like ages where I was just like having a panic attack and then talking myself down and then think going through in, into another thought spiral where like it would build up again and up again and then I'd have to talk myself down mm. and it was like round and round and every time I, st- I sort of felt myself starting to drift off it was almost like my body had like created an association with drifting off being bad then because I would start to and then it would be like no wait remember <laughs> all the awful things and remember the horrors <laughs> and uh, um, yeah it was just endless and so I didn't sleep well and I couldn't even sleep in the morning that's when I'm really anxious that sucks yeah. because not only do I have a bad night but then also I wake up and it's like I've seen it described in a meme before where it's like yeah. it's the first Harry Potter film where he wakes up after I don't know whatever's <laughs> happened to him he's he's like had a run in with the philosopher's stone or whatever and then he, he's in the he's in the bed and then he wakes up and Dumbledore's just like sitting at the end of the bed like hello oh. and that's what it feels like you wake up and it's like oh lush the morning the day <laughs> And then there he fucking is, right at the end of the bed. <laughs> little twat. That's what how it feels. And then that doesn't allow me to go back to sleep, however tired I am. So annoying. So it feels like Gambon. Gambon yeah, on your it's toes. Gambon yeah. at the end of the bed. Or in fact, I think oh, actually Richard Harris. Day, Richard Harris. <laughs> yeah, it's Richard Harris that, yeah. at the end of the bed. <laughs> Either way, very disconcerting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you don't want to wake up to Richard Harris staring you down. Oh. Definitely not Richard Harris. Not these days. No, that would be very weird. Oh, no, actually, actually, even Gambon. <laughs> yeah, both. It would be incredibly both. supernatural. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, but the- I am so sorry. And Esther keeps telling me off for saying sorry because you can't help it, can you, if you're feeling poorly? No. But it was really bad timing. And I also would like to apologize because I, I do still think that it was probably an adrenaline thing and I hadn't been hugely well anyway, blah, blah, blah. Hmm. But I have genuinely had a really not very pleasant stomach for the last two days that's still kind of going on. So if. I did give everybody that I gave huge cuddles and slobbery kisses to all day Saturday and all of Sunday morning uh, stomach oh, flu, no. and I can only apologise. Oh, that's, oh, that's a nice little addition to the pod squad, isn't it? Um, yeah, no, I, yeah, we I, shared I, I everything can't. in the pod squad. Yeah. Now, <laughs> I, can't, I just can't, I can't. I can't now. Now with hindsight and and seeing how rough you looked and speaking to you and knowing how awful it was for 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 all of Sunday I can't begin to imagine how you managed to do that talk on Sunday morning because that was um you know I talked before about um that time where I was so so drunk for my niece not drunk sorry incredibly hungover for my niece's (laughs) first birthday party and I felt like I was on fire inside and I was literally being sick into a bucket on the M25 on the way for it (laughs) and then as soon as I got in the room and someone was and Tony was like hello do you ski have you been skiing recently (laughs) or whatever and I was like yes Tony ha 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 
immediately I just felt like it was like I I I had to just let the fire rage on inside while outside was <laughs> and that was I think what happened in that talk That's so happened, yeah. I did I had to be honest to Jenny I was like Jenny I've never met you Jenny Faulkner um yeah. was on our panel you've, with us you've met her before you met her once before I, no I'd met her but I was like I've never met you on good form because oh, right. last oh. time I met her we were really really jet lagged as well and I was a bit like yeah. you're right yeah okay <laughs> okay let's do this <laughs> what we said I t- here's a bit of background background uh knowledge for people listening who if uh, whoever was there one of the things that holly said to jenny and we also said to reenie and to lena was we are not in good form holly particularly could you all please talk lots <laughs> and they did oh my they god did. they did those two <laughs> panel talks um i really really hope that you guys got a chance to go to see them unfortunately a few of you asked about recording and I don't think that that was a thing um no you know we'll be there again next year I'm sure and that is a bit of what we try and do on the pod we might not do it in person being very very silly with three guests at once but yeah we'll definitely have plans to have all of those people on the pod again because absolutely I definitely want to get Rini on again several times actually because the stuff that she was saying on that second talk, and I think that's worth raising, actually, one of the things that blew my mind, and I think blew a lot of minds in the audience, was that she was talking about, and I know this is going off at tangent, but, you know, that's, that's the pod, isn't it? But one of the things we were, talk- we were talking about, the talk was about menopause and nutrition, vaguely speaking, but we also wanted to just touch on, like, m- much more kind of generic menopausal kind of questions for, like, because we know that loads of people that come to the running show, that's... Um, well, fifty percent of the audience, right? It's are, are women, so it's something that you're you're either interested in because it's coming up, or you're interested because you're in it, or you're interested in because you've been through it, or whatever. And Rini, you were asking her about HRT, and then there was a question from the audience, and it was from a woman who said that she was in her seventies, mm. and she said it's too late for me now. What do you what do you suggest for me? And Rini, you could hear a pin drop. She said, "It's not too late. You can take it now." Yeah. Take it whenever. And, and she said, I suggest that when you start taking HRT at whatever age, 42, 50, 55, carry on taking it forever. And all of us just went, what the fuck? Because I it thought insane. it was insane. I and, and I, along with, I think, probably quite a number of the audience were like, oh, I thought that I was going to take it until I was like 55 periods definitely stopped. And then as soon as I stopped taking it, I just assumed a bit like, you know, collagen depletion or whatever I just thought that my face would just go and you are 60 and droop down by four inches and that my bones would crumble and that I just thought that that's what what happened that that there was a finite amount of HRT that you were allowed to take and then after that it was old age but no she said you need estrogen yeah it was amazing that she that she asked that and you're completely Mm. right you could literally hear a pin drop everybody was though I think actually also part of that was because I I didn't give her the microphone back <laughs> I did fuck that up a little bit I was roaming Mike and <laughs> I did my best <laughs> that was my, one of my favorite things of the two talks was that we had to be roaming mics it made it made it feel very um I don't know like I loved it it's great I it? felt like, like when um you know in like if, if you go and see something like a West End show and and some someone like the Lion King and like maybe someone comes through the audience Oh, and you're you're desperately wanting them to be coming towards you, right? Yeah, so yeah. Can, I felt yeah. a bit like that. I'm so sorry that we didn't get a chance to answer everybody's questions. Oh my god, and we barely had time for questions on the talk on Saturday. The worst things that yeah. happen to you when you run, because we all got really overexcited and had some cracking tales. 
Oh yeah. Oh, it yeah, was great. It was so and good. all we of didn't the eat... wall of shamers. Did you keep all of the wall of shame things? Yes, absolutely. Oh. Yeah, we could we could do a whole podcast on that. Oh, we? we will do a whole podcast on that. Maybe that's <laughs> going to be next week's episode because, oh my goodness, you were all fantastic and everybody came through. We had, for those who weren't there, we had a big wall of shame, um, which sounds a bit negative, but oh, it was a place of joy all weekend where people were writing down the most silly, embarrassing uh, whatever else things that had happened to them on their runs and letting go of any of that uh shame and sticking it on the board and then we gave out some tiaras for those who had had the most oh, it was ones. lovely there was like there was a woman that there that she couldn't stop writing she wrote about four of them she was like oh yeah. this has happened and this has happened and this has happened oh i've not yeah. talked about the time i shat my pants and you know i almost just... <laughs> feel like i shouldn't say this because i don't want to add any fuel to the fire but i spoke to a woman who who was halfway through writing one and then she went and I can't actually write that one because it'll um it'll out out an illicit affair. <laughs> oh yeah, my that's god! Not, yeah. Oh, brilliant. Okay. Well, there are all sorts of different kinds of shame, isn't there? So, uh... oh, but oh, I tell yeah. you one thing that we need to talk about is the food because there were there's a there are names I need to mention, and I want to oh, first of yeah. all big big shout out to Alice massive friend of the pod and yeah, in fact Alice previous Alice. recipient of Wall of Shame Tiara yes. uh, from back on the Jenny the pod original day the original queen of original. cringe or whatever we called it <laughs> yeah exactly with the panty liner story love mm. her we turned up at like quarter to nine or something and within seconds on, on the Saturday within seconds of being there there were a couple of coffees and a big bag of flapjacks just for us. Yeah, pan of chocolate as well. She'd got us pan of chocolate. That, that was it. It, it was, was yeah, yeah, pan of chocolate. Yeah, it, that, yeah. honestly, our owl, as I, as I oh, like to call oh, her. Oh, it was amazing. And then I got a hug because I spotted her and it was like, oh, mate. So that was really lovely. And then obviously we need to speak about Dean. Dean was a big oh. highlight for me. He turned up with a bunch of brownies that truly resurrected the entire team. <laughs> it was quite biblically <laughs> I yeah mean. <laughs> oh we loved we loved Dean was absolutely marvelous um yeah somebody did come and bring us a, a bag of flapjacks that was amazing yes yeah, so I've mixed and up I with Alice haven't I Alice was, like, was pan yeah. chocolat so someone else bought the flapjacks who was the flapjack person oh please write in if you were the flapjack person because that was another incredibly they were um, massive they were and there was they, loads yeah, they and were so I, big D, uh, uh, Dave even got a bit of that flapjack last night because there was some lemon drizzle nice. left over. Huge, Lush. gorgeous, amazing. Yeah, oh. you were all fantastic. We had so many lovely treats and bits and we hugs. Did. And yeah. it was just a joy to meet every single one of you. And again, I do extend my apologies that I had to duck out on the Sunday. And also the Sunday was so much more difficult to actually be at the stand. Mm. Like We just had lots and lots going on. Um, but... Um, so yeah, I felt like we were a bit more around on the Saturday and I, I can only apologize yeah. if, if we didn't get a chance to meet you. However, you know, we're pretty slaggy. It's not like we're sort of hiding, uh, <laughs> around. We're, we're always about, so. We are, we are. Yeah. This is true. Now, I think we need to talk about a couple of highlights from the weekend, but one, one in specific, which we were talking about just before we started the pod, we did have a special visitor on the Saturday who I didn't recognise, but was cooing over in any case. And you vaguely recognised, but Sal, our publisher, was like, oh my God, is that? And and it was, wasn't it? Who was it? Yeah, Hol? 
It, oh, thank you for making me say because I've forgotten his second name. <laughs> no, I don't know what his second name is either. <laughs> it was Sorry. Patrick from Sewing Bee. Yeah. Well, yeah. Po- probably one of the most beautiful men I think I've ever met in real life. Well, that was why I was like, do because I haven't watched Sewing Bee in yonks. And so I was mm. like, do I recognize him? Or is he just one of those people that's so attractive you think he's got to be on telly? And I thought yeah. maybe it was that. I was like, it, I was like, maybe he's just like, he's got a face. He's got a face of it for it. Um, yeah. But then the more I was talking to him, we were talking about the wall of shame. And I was like, yeah. would you care to, care to tell a story about shitting yourself? And then I was like, oh my God, it's him from Zombie. Oh my God, I can't believe I just said that to him. Um, but uh, that, was a, that was a lovely chat. That was actually really interesting. He was wondering about mm. because he was um, in a lovely jumper. It was a lovely um, jumper, yeah, yeah, with, <laughs> and with a very lovely partner. I really liked yeah. it. Like, yeah, who, it, who I was also really recognize. nice. Oh, I don't recognise her. Do you? Yeah, I'm going to really quickly look up the sewing because I'm oh. sure I've seen her in the same thing. We we were oh. pe- there are going to be people who love sewing bee that are going to be like you, absolute wasters. Yeah. <laughs> I have never oh, do you ever know watched what? it. That's going to mean that we are one step away from Joe Lycett. What? How? I know. Because Why? he is—he's now in the most recent few seasons of Sewing Bee. He's the—he's the host. How oh, fucking hell! I didn't realize I that. Yeah, we should have asked about Joe Lycett. Should have asked about Joe Lycett. We should have asked about Joe Lycett. Have asked about Joe Lycett. Uh, is he looking for? Is he taking applications for uh, co-presenters? New, new, best, new best pals? Yeah, co-presenters. <laughs> <laughs> oh my oh. god uh, so this that's yeah that was a massive highlight of joe lycett in two weeks on this podcast oh is it yeah i'm sorry yeah. it's becoming it's the joe lycett podcast he's probably got it his is. own one um we'll get him on friend of the pod yeah friend of the pod um <laughs> and what other i was going to ask about other did you have any other oh i'll tell you what and the other thing was that we had a bunch of people who had been listening very closely to some previous podcasts of ours where we might have suggested that we might be in the looking for for race suggestions which has kicked off massively on that like was discord what, and email and yeah that was what you guys wanted to talk to us about the most that mm. it was lovely you guys were so amazing. so excited to tell us about races i i had somebody stop me in the loo to say i've got a five a 50k race for esther you need to tell her about it it was it was it was lovely. You all had really really thought about it. Um, I spoke to a lot of people about mm-hmm. the fact that I think I'm going to do the Dublin Marathon, which now feels like something that I can't take back. I feel like I've got <laughs> almost like the equivalent of sort of beer fear about it, but sort of adrenaline fear, where mm-hmm. it was like in the moment I was like, yeah, I'm going to do it, ha <laughs> yeah, hundred percent, yeah. And now I'm like, oh, why have I done that? But. <laughs> I do want to. I also spoke to um, several people who said really, really lovely things to me about doing a marathon. Mm. Um, Claire, who we've met a few times, said, um, I think this was actually on Discord later, but she was like, if I can run one, you can definitely run one. And uh, Mm -hmm. I spoke to a lovely girl who I met last year too. And I'm so sorry because I didn't get a name, even though we've met twice. So very, very rude Mm. of me now. Uh, Really getting beyond a joke at this point. Uh, She said, um, if you do one, I will do one because I feel like (gasps) I could do one together with you sort of thing. And that made me feel like, I had a real wobbly little lip where I was like, okay, maybe we oh, can do this. So nice. And so many of you were so, so lush about it. Um, 
and made me feel very, very encouraged. Uh, and yeah. when I got home and told Doug that I think I decided on the Dublin Marathon, he was over the bloody moon about it. He's signing up <laughs> straight away, not to run, but to drink his weight in Guinness if he comes along. Oh my God, yeah. amazing. And you had lots of ultra suggestions, didn't you? Loads of ultra suggestions, which before I get onto them, there was there was just, I'd forgotten that while you were, I think you'd gone to the loo, possibly to talk about my ultra with someone. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and while you, you were doing that, um, a very recognisable face came up to me and it was, and I've now, and I say very recognisable, but I've now completely forgotten their names. All I know is that they are Scarlett's parents. So oh, Scarlett's yeah. mum and dad came up. So Scarlett was someone that came up with her dad. It might, it's last year we met her. Last year. Anyway, they came last year. Um, her dad, we, if we are, um, for context for pod listeners, Scarlett's yeah. dad is the man, I believe, who ran, who was running at four o'clock in the morning and somebody was running away from him, absolutely terrified, and uh, <laughs> ended up huddling at the side of the road and rocking in the fetal position while he, he ran past him. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, the the yeah though we met Scarlett and her dad last year in twenty three whatever and and this year her mum came as well I had big big hugs with both of them I didn't actually get to cry. meet she is just so lovely I didn't get yeah. to meet Scarlett again which I was really gutted about because in the interim what was wonderful was that she'd got married in in December. Um, and it was, it felt so lovely because like, um, Scarlett's dad was like, oh, she got married. And I was like, do you have any pictures? And they're like, yes. I saw all these pictures of Scarlett oh in her wedding God. dress looking beautiful. And I was like, oh, anyway, that's, that's just a running show, just an interim. This is how lovely it is at the running show that I genuinely was tearing up at someone who I'd only met last year at the running show and was hopefully going to be seeing again. And anyway, it was just, it was so lovely. Um, but yes, I had loads of ultra ideas. What was really lovely was just before we went to the running show, I had been tapped up on Instagram about, um, I wrote it down here. It was um, a particular one that was called, oh yeah, it was um, a company called Challenge Events. And I was tapped up by um, a lovely woman called Zoe. And she said, oh, what about this? This is near you. Um, and I, th I think, she's either from Portishead or she's, I think there's a link there anyway. So she knew that mm. she'd seen that I'd, I'd been running in Portishead, which is where my mother-in-law lives. Um, anyway, so she, there's this new race that's, um, there's either an ultra or a trail marathon that's on the coast path going from Minehead, I think. Um, that's the ultra and, and working its, its way upwards. Buttons. Sorry? Famous for its butlins. Oh. as a butlins in Minehead. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, it's all, all the news I know. And isn't right. it Lorna Dune as well? No, that's Porlock, isn't it? Oh, that's near enough, isn't it? But yeah, that. Um, so it's so the ultra starts from there and then there's a trail marathon that starts a bit further up and then finishes a bit further up kind of thing. Um, anyway, I don't know exactly when it's going to be. It's in September um, and it's called the okay. Somerset something or other, the Somerset Coast Challenge. Um, and so they have Somerset finalized... Coast Challenge. I know, I right? love a I Somerset know. Coast Challenge. <laughs> so I am. I, this for me feels absolutely perfect. And what was really lovely was that she told me about it, like you know, a week or so before NRS, and she came up 
to me during and she was there and she said oh I don't know if you remember me I I I sent you a little message on on Instagram and I said oh my god it's you you know and um anyway so and I I did tell her and I think I'm worried that she thinks I was just sort of saying the same thing to everybody that said oh you should do um the Pennine Way you should do you know coast to coast or you should do da 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 um but I genuinely was absolutely honest when I said to her that's the one I want to do and I'm not sure actually, to be honest, if I want to do the ultra when I think about it, but because there is a marathon option, I do really, really, really want to do that. Um, Amazing. So yeah, I'm, I'm chuffed okay, a bit. I'm chuffed like a bit. Yeah. Had a bit of a, a breakthrough in your thinking there. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. I think, cause the more I thought about it, the more I thought about, you know, when I did Bath Beat and that was 26 yeah. miles and the furthest I'd run before I did that the last time was 13 miles. I hadn't done anything further than that. And it was fine. It was fine. And I think I did it in like six hours or six and a half hours or yeah. something because there was a lot of elevation and it was and, and a lot of cake. And that's what a that's lot of the people thing. have been saying. And I think that was like, that was a big takeaway that I had that did make me a little bit nervous because most of the people that I spoke to, um, who we were talking about marathons with were like totally get you I think I'd also mm. want to do a road race with lots of support quite flat um, I think we're sort of all looking for similar things yeah that maybe based here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Experiences doing halves and thinking, oh, okay, what was the best conditions that I could sort of imagine for halves that I'd previously done and how do I translate them to a marathon but actually yeah. I did speak to quite a lot of people who were saying I just went straight to ultra um mm. don't I don't bother with marathons that like, ultras are the best because nobody's worrying about times no one asks you how long it took you to finish like mm. there's there's no pressure it doesn't and I don't know that did kind of make me have a bit of a wobble but I don't know I well, I think I think I think you should do Not both. True. I think you need to experience yeah. both because I think because mm-hmm. um, it it was it has been it's it's taken uh, like years of realization for me that you don't have to train as hard for a twenty six mile ultra as you do for a twenty six mile yeah. road marathon. I think that's that's a thing that I mean you can do, and if you you know and it, and it probably really helps to your advantage if you're kind of if you're doing more hills more trails and you learn how to kind of train on the terrain and with the elevation yeah. and stuff like that um but you you sort of needn't because it's just such a different it's a different pace it's a different experience and like when I finished that bath beat I remember that I had to come home have a shower 
and get in the car and go and have dinner with some friends. And it was all doable and fine. I would never have done that. I would have done a marathon. No. Yeah, if you'd have done a, you know, a, a, a London or something. A London. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. So it was kind of... Yeah, it, but both. But I wouldn't not have both of those experiences. I would definitely have both of those experiences, and and I'm not. I I am not ruling out city marathons because actually, okay. the more I talk to people this weekend, the more I just thought, oh, actually, I fancy doing that. And as soon as you started going Dublin, 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 I immediately got FOMO, and I was like, I want to do that. You know, <laughs> I know, and you it can so like, come. It's definitely you've earned your stripes to come and do what I've done multiple times for you be a cheerleader yeah. and then you know decide where we're going to have dinner afterwards or whatever yeah but yeah. I th- so if that's what you want to do then that's absolutely fine I don't think anybody would have any other expectation I think that you would fully have felt like you deserve to do that but yeah I have felt when you did Berlin I had it a little bit but it was mainly in New York that I New had York. real real FOMO actually watching watching you cross the finish line yeah yeah. Oh, anyway. Anyway, it, it it whatever we do, it's going to be amazing. But it was really, really helpful to have you guys help us sort of hone in a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. Just before, if we do end up going off from talking about the National Running Show, maybe we'll just talk about it for the whole hour. But <laughs> I did have a story that I just remembered about because most people uh, wanted to talk about, um, yeah, races big time yeah and that was really really nice uh, mm. we didn't have much of that last year um and it felt like we all had something to talk about and you had lots of suggestions for us this year which was lovely however yeah. somebody called hannah came up to me and she said um that she she was like oh have you had a lot of people asking you about park run and i did have a couple of people ask about park run and say oh yes. you know i really think you know i just talked a bit more about my experience and they were like oh that's probably why you didn't enjoy this you should definitely come to this one or whatever which was really helpful Mm-hmm. But I did have one person who went, oh, I really agree with you. I think that my local one has become too competitive. And she was called Hannah. And um, it really made me laugh that she went for a park run with her dad. And um, he had a really similar experience where like he, I think he tried not to, um, it wasn't even the same as Ruby's experience where um, she said that she had like been sort of oh, yeah. told off for, not being in the right order or whatever he -hmm. had actively from the start gone right I'll come with you but I don't want to I don't want a barcode I don't really want to do the whole timing thing I'll just come for a nice 5k with you yeah and um then got there and they were like oh no you need a you need a barcode um and um and he had this whole sort of Barney with the organizer who mm. was like, nah, you, you need a, you need a barcode. Otherwise it's not fair on all the other people. Um, we won't know where you've placed and they won't know. Blah, 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 blah. And, uh, and apparently went, it's not the Boston marathon love. Which <laughs> I really enjoyed. And I will be thinking about every time I go to a park run from now on. <laughs> so shout out to Hannah's dad. I feel we are one in the same there and we have the same philosophy on that yeah I mean I I have run it I have run it with a friend that didn't have a barcode and it isn't it's definitely not advised and I think there is probably a little bit of a health and safety thing as well as the fact that they're capturing all that data about you know Mm -hmm. where you come and what you do and stuff and she just when I was running with her she just didn't run through the funnel 
so right at the end she just sort of just ran off and and into yeah. the distance and that was it <laughs> you know? yeah, even if but it is no- for health and safety can they stop you running like like that can they stop you running parallel to a park run I don't think they can as long no. as you just go I'm not involved maybe I'll make a big t-shirt saying I am not taking part in the uh in the in the positioning or in the in the timing of this park run that's that's snappy I'll make a little t-shirt says that. <laughs> That'd be lovely, yeah. Yeah, you might have to go onto the back there slightly, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's perfectly possible to do, I think, but um, I'm now going to get shouted down by parkrun people. But um, yeah, I, I know. had quite well, a lot of people. Did you? Uh, you making, had some parkrun yeah, people? Yeah, lots of people just, I mean, mostly, well, no, in fact, entirely, all just saying, oh, you know, get Holly along to our park run or get Holly along to, you know, such and such a park run and, yeah. you know, trying to, because they all loved it. So it was like, yeah, all right. All right. <laughs> we'll do it. We'll do it. Okay. So, okay. Um, well, I do appreciate all of the lovely park run people who, who want uh, us and particularly me to enjoy it as much as they do. And it was very sweet that so many mm-hmm. of you wanted to, um, I don't know, come up and say hello and, um, and give us your thoughts on it. Um, and yeah. I am listening and I'm learning and I'm growing. She is. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I what was your fave? Oh, sorry. Well, I was just going to say, I, I love the fact that um, I, I appear to have emerged from this completely unscathed. I don't know what it is that I've said that makes it sound as if it was you that had the, that had the only bee in your bonnet. But I really let rip a few episodes back. But no one's come for me. So I I think you've just got one of those faces. (laughs) I have a bit like when I was in school, it was all, I always got told off for being noisy or whatever. And I was like, it wasn't me. (laughs) It was Reese Phillips. (laughs) Fucking Reese. Yeah, it was always Reese Phillips in maths. And Mr. (laughs) Owen always used to tell me off. And I remember actually him telling somebody else off once and then, if you're listening, actually, Mr. Owen, I'm really sorry. I'm going to say it. Fuck off. He was horrible <laughs> to me. And, he, and he, <laughs> I remember him him shouting at someone else once and then turning around and he went, he was like, he was shouting at her and he was like, you really need to stop growing up. you got your GCSE and this, however long it is, that like, you need to pull your socks up, blah, blah, blah. And then he turned around and he went, and you. <laughs> I was like, not even involved in whatever was just going on there, but okay, fine. I'll take it. I really hope he doesn't actually listen and that I just I just swore at him and but if he does then yeah he did he did really upset me and we did used to call him Mr. B. Owen for a long time because he wasn't very nice (laughs) so and he was a bit stinky well all teachers have to suffer that indignity don't they so I think that's that's absolutely fine yeah yeah I had um, this is very tangential, but because you're talking about school teachers, I went on an Apple press trip last Wednesday to mm. try out the Apple Ultra. And um, Isn't that more people of... that you would like to, to tell to fuck off? Is that what the segue is? <laughs> no, I promise I'm not. I promise I'm not. Um, <laughs> well, maybe I kind of am. But um, yeah, I, I, I had to go race around a track, uh, which obviously is not my comfort zone, um, wearing an Apple Ultra to find out all, all of the things that it can do, of which there are myriad things. And um, I was talking to a running coach, who, an Apple running coach, um, really nice guy, lives in, I think, LA or something. 
clearly not from LA accent wise. So I was like, well, where are you from? And it, I had this lovely conversation with him. Anyway, it turns out he's from my neck of the woods, like literally my neck of the woods. He was like, oh, I'm from Sydenham, Southeast London. And I was like, so am I. Anyway, it turns out we went to the same secondary school. And so we then, we, we had a lot of like, no way, no way kind of things. And then it just led into, right, which teachers did you absolutely love? Who should we slag off? Yeah. Oh, it was great. Nice. <laughs> it was so nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we were, I was really supposed to be paying attention to the metrics and I was not paying attention to the metrics. I was just like, oh my God, that PE teacher who used to pick people up by their ears. What was his name? You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> oh yeah. So we're talking next level stuff here. I'm complaining about Mr. Mm. Owen telling me that I need to grow up or whatever. And yeah. In the 1980s, teachers didn't like children very much. They were, it was definitely, this is not my chosen career. I'm sure there were some who did, but, but there were, there were a number of teachers who were not great, but there were some amazing teachers. I did have amazing teachers. Shout yeah. out to Miss Lewis and Mr. Pike. That's who we were talking Aww. about. They were the, they were the best. They were oh, the best they were the best. Them. They were considered the best by him as well. Well, yeah, actually, and because I, I did mention Mr. Pike, math teacher, who married Miss Lewis, who was my form tutor, who did drama. <gasps> oh, and power couple. Mr. Pike, what was his first name? I've forgotten his first name. Miss Lewis was Ruth Lewis. He was, I can't remember, but the first thing that this, this guy said to me last Wednesday was, oh, Mr. Pike, he was a runner. And I was like, yes, he was a runner. He there was a go. runner. Yeah. He and my dad used to chat about running and the Labour Party. Um, I think he was also a paid-up member of that as well. So oh, yeah, okay. there's a lot yeah, of it going on in South East London. Serious points in the Neiman family then back in the day. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> running and like socialism, amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think may- oh, maybe a times. big reason why I had. I- I'm just realizing now as an adult, uh, rather than just a petulant child about what because my mum was a teacher and uh, she still is, um, mm-hmm. but. Um, obviously not at my school anymore and she was a teacher at the school that I went to secondary school which is always a bit difficult it's a bit you know it's a bit sort of slightly you have to sort of you have to behave like a bit of a twat on purpose Mm. in order to sort of create a bit of distance between that so you're like no no I'm not I'm not a teacher just my mum is kind of thing Um, oh yeah 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 and uh and I think that so I think there was a bit of that and I was a bit annoying but also I feel like Mr Owen didn't really like the fact that I sort of metaphorically saw him with his trousers down a bit because often the teachers would come round and maybe have drinks at our house yeah. and it was probably a bit awkward that then I'd be annoying and rude in his class and he'd be like you know what particularly you are fucking me <laughs> off right now because I don't like this I think maybe there was a bit of that I that that rings very very true with some of my experiences yeah for sure yeah. oh Mr Owen you can fuck off yeah he still can uh, absolutely uh, yeah yeah. Other things I'm remembering he said to me, sorry, mm-hmm. welcome to the therapy lesson and so, how are yeah. you this week? Um, <laughs> he said to me, stop playing the dumb blonde. Rude thing to say to someone. <sighs> yeah. And that was a swing it today. No, couldn't do that because no. of woke. Mm-mm. Then yeah. he said uh, that I was um, too, getting too big for my boots. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Maybe was. maybe that's more fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what else he said, but he really did. He 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 did upset me big time. Oh, oh it was, it was much easier. He's so innocent, and I do actually mm-hmm. remember t- snapping back at him at that point. And I was like, "Do you want me to look like an axe murderer? Like I 
I don't know what you're telling me off about. Whatever he was telling me about, I felt that I was innocent. So I was yeah. like, what do you want me to do? And he was like, stop it, I'm innocent. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? What do, you, what, what do you want me to do? Be guilty? Because <laughs> uh, I'm going to get even more of a bollocking. Oh, anyway. Yeah. School. Bloody school. 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 I do, yeah. And I do feel like, I mean, in a way, I, I think that because um, state school in the 80s, when corporal punishment had finally been, like, given the, you know, you're supposed to like not not do that sort of thing anymore to kids in the 80s but it was still kind of going on so I think like that my experiences are less to do with kind of um verbal back and forth and more to do with board rubbers hitting people on the head and uh, people being lifted up by their ears and their pants I remember at one point even more weird like somehow that's extra inappropriate don't touch a child's pants especially not in the form of corporal punishment yeah, I know. And it was those it's the ad hoc corporal punishment, not not even the go to the head teacher's office to get hit on the hit on the arse with a cane or anything, which then had been I think that'd been gone I think that was late seventies that went. But we still had the slipper at primary school, although I was never the recipient of it. Um mm. we just lost the speak- time. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, we didn't. <laughs> But Dave, because Dave went to a private school in the eighties when his his secondary school. Oh, which you could I do whatever you like. You could do whatever you liked. You could basically shoot Punch them. children square yeah. in the jaw. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's brilliant. <laughs> good times. Good times. <laughs> oh, I have realised in an absolutely terrible segue. Um, yes, there's no, there's nothing here. This is just yeah. Space. Know. Go. Go yeah. make yourself a cup of tea. We've done a three point turn. Talk about yeah. something completely different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do it. I realised that we shouted out a lot of lovely people that we met either for the first time or that we haven't spoken to in a long time. Uh, mm-hmm. But the sort of core pod squad gang that seems to be slightly forming, that all yeah. went together to some degree, that I saw a whole load of them having um, dinner in Pizza Express. Uh, and um, I know that quite a few of them had come and kind of shared rooms together and stuff. Basically, the group that we went to Paris with last year that really felt like we kind of like I don't know formed a lovely connection and yeah uh, we still keep on in touch with um them on discord and they're often in our zooms and things um you know Beth Debs Emma Alice I don't want to name everybody because then I feel like I'm not naming everybody and that's sad but it was so so lovely to see all of those people because it really felt like a familiar face in a crowd now when you are feeling a bit overwhelmed like there was a whole gang of lovely people that um yeah just thank you very much for always supporting us and for Mm. um forming your own gang that's completely independent of us now really (laughs) yeah and it did feel supportive actually and all and, and that does lead on because I wanted because what was really nice is they were sort of chatting about, oh, what do they do next? And lots of them aren't able to do the New York half that we're going to do in April, mm. which is completely understandable. And um, yeah, but they're talking about other things. You for that, yeah, we are so. completely. Um, but the, you know, <laughs> they're talking it. about other other sort of um, goals that they might do as a as a little gang, which is which is really really lovely. But it does mean that um, it might be worth us talking about the New York thing let's, so we've got we did have a few people come up and ask us questions about it uh, and yeah. I don't think that we can necessarily answer any of the practical questions I think sports tours are the ones to speak to about yes a bit like 
race entry and hotels or whatever but um yeah for those of you who are coming along um and you want to know what the vibe is going to be like should we get Mm -hmm. a bit excited about it well I think we should get excited about it and I think there are a couple of things I think it's worth I'm going to do one of those really crappy thing like those kind of Instagram all things are happening things are going to come for people that sign up coming big things coming um for people that sign up, there are a couple of additional connections that we've made over the last couple of weeks. We're going to add some benefits into that trip. Um, so it's going to get even more exciting um, and hopefully something that I'll be able to reveal in the next kind of week or so. Um, so that's sort of one I thing. I don't know which is what video. she's talking about right now. <laughs> and I'm, so, I'm on the edge of my seat. Okay, right. I, 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 right. There's going to be... I think we, I think we might be having a special guest with us. That's oh, one yes. thing. Okay, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing is that I think that we're going to be able to offer some support with some training. Um, and so the training thing is something that I wanted to talk about first of all. And I'm not going to start revealing stuff. I'm hoping maybe the next pod episode I might be able to do that. But um, for the people that are doing it, this race is on the 26th of April. And yeah. but this is also to you, Hol. Um, so it's worth bearing in mind for people that signed up to this or people that have got a half marathon on the 26th of April. I've just been very, very quickly having a look at time scales and a 12 week plan would really start from the, let's just have a check, 2nd of Feb. Oh, fucking. Okay, no. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, that was not a good response. I thought I had an extra week than that. 2nd of Feb. Um, but and I love running good. and I want to do this. Yeah. I'm sorry, everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I am feeling But a look, remember, bit you have to remember that a 12 week. But no, no, no. But look, tw- a 12 week training plan doesn't start with you running 11 miles at the weekend. You know that, right? I know. Okay. I know. It's so hard only... to remember that. But you really do just yeah. have to look at the week ahead, don't you, Rob? Because it's, look it's at the week ahead. Done, that you just end up thinking, oh, here I am on the treadmill of moving towards this big old thing that mm-hmm. feels absolutely out of my reach right now. And, I, and I'm such an avoider that I'm like, oh, I've got a bit of time. I've got a bit of time. But really, <laughs> that is latent oh, avoider. So bad but... But I think that's worth bearing in mind as well. So two things. One is that that first week, your longest run in that first week is half an hour, right? Okay. Half an hour. Okay. You can do that. Fine. You can do that. The second thing to remember is how little training you did ahead of Paris. Oh my God. It was an absolute nightmare and I was so anxious and it ended up being a great day. There you go. See, I mean, and if you were to like strip out the anxiety and actually really honestly look at your training ahead of Paris, how many runs you did, when you did them, how long your longest run was, how frequently you were running during the week, like, you know, I'm, and I'm not, I'm not going to call you out. You just, you just think in your head, right? What did I do? What did I actually do? And how many runs did I do? And when was my longest run? And you still bashed out a half marathon. Yeah. So and it was it like it was a good laugh. Like I I genuinely it, enjoyed it. You so, genuinely yeah, enjoyed it. So remember right. the techniques that you use for that half marathon because if life gets in the way between now and April, those techniques are there for you and you can use them again. Yeah, that's so true. Remember okay. that. Okay. 
Thank you. Sorry for my uh, very childish response to having to start the training plan. (laughs) (laughs) I knew it was coming. I just thought I had an extra week, but this is good. I need the structure back in my life, to be honest, if we are talking about running a little bit here, Mm -hmm. um, because it's just been really tough, hasn't it, for the last, like, it's, it's the dead of winter. It's gross. Also, genuinely finding it quite difficult that I've been so used to being, like this time last year, it was, like we didn't have very much going on, apart from Mm -hmm. the NRS, I think that probably would have been the only thing we really had going on for us in January. We weren't back in the office at all, like I could really just work my training around whatever I wanted to do and when I wanted to do it. And we are a bit more back in a routine and I'm really enjoying it, like going into the office once a week and we've got quite a bit more on like you were saying Astra about going to London to see Apple and stuff there's a bit more of that sort of press trippy stuff or yeah uh, kind of busy stuff going on uh life wise as well I've got plenty of weekends at the moment that are just like absolutely packed up every weekend in January has been packed so it does feel a little bit scary going back into a training plan knowing like yeah oh I've got to try and work that around that and what did I used to do when I worked in the office when would I do my run and blah 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 and it's mm-hmm. it is sort of I'm 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 conscious I'm not going to let those things sort of get in my head and start giving me the self-doubt that means I can't do it but I'm consciously aware of the fact that it is going to take a little bit more organization and thinking than some training plans that I've been able to get away with over the sort of post-COVID years where we were kind of gently warming back up to life again. Life is very much in full swing again and things are very busy. It's going to be a really busy year. Uh, But Mm. yeah. Stop whining about it. I got to crack on really. That's all I can say to myself at the moment. Yeah. But with, I mean, with so many provisos, so many provisos to that, you know, like you, you know how you've, you've done enough half marathons to know what, the optimum training would look like and what the just get by training looks like and we know that you can train for a half marathon on two runs a week right you know you can do that so you can look at a training plan and just go oh shit you know that's yeah three runs that's a lot of time that's I would quite like to do three runs a week though yeah yeah but but you know, if, and if for those incredibly busy weeks, it's a good safety net to have to be like, it's okay if I can't do that third one. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And you can, um, and you know, you know the things that work for you. You know, like the things that are going to make you feel accountable. So, um, like running with a friend, running in a group, park run. Joking. Yeah. Um. You know, you can. You can. Okay. <laughs> I. Uh, I know that I'm going to try and join up with Lex a little bit because she's been training for the bath half, which means that she started about mm. a month earlier. It's it's March. Um. And so she's probably up to about five six miles now for her long runs at the moment. Mm-hmm. Maybe even a little bit more. Um. And uh. Yeah. I think that. Um. We've definitely done it before where she was training for a marathon and I was training for a half where we would run our long runs together and then if she had to do another three miles or something then she mm-hmm. would like go and get us somewhere for brunch while she finished it or like she would she would run to my house so that we could do the rest of it together or something and yeah like, yeah I, I'm sure we can do a bit more of that we don't have to be an exact so you know we don't have to be sort of parallel with no, training no. for in order to and actually uh maybe I've inadvertently given some quite good advice there if you do have a normal running buddy and then you're thinking oh I don't know if I can run with them because they're not training for the same thing as me or like 
say they're a bit faster or you're a bit faster, mm. then again, trying to work into your training how that could be a good run for you. Like Lex loves doing her easy miles with me because she is faster than me. Lex has, Lex has run a 5K in like 23 minutes. Oh my God. I know, she's actually disgusting. She pretends not to be, but she is. <laughs> 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 I'm joking but she is actually genuinely quite sporty um mm. and I think she really enjoys being like oh I'll do my easy miles with holes whereas I might use her to do a bit more of a like okay I'm gonna push a bit more on this run yeah. yeah 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 that's 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 true that's true and like the couple of times that I've run with Laura um I know she's been training for something much much further than I have mm. and I think she's Actually, we've done that twice. Actually, we've done it the other. We've done both ways around, where she's run to meet me and then run a bit further on afterwards. Yeah. And I've done the same thing where I've met her. I've done a ten k, met her, and then done a run, and then run home again because I was doing something else. And yeah, and it fits. It fits absolutely fine. And it just gives you that little bit of. It gives you motivation to start to get out there to just even if just a portion of your run is with someone else. Yeah, it's a hundred percent. And then it it allows you to do that thing of using it as a bit of a treat. Like a few people ask this. Um, over the weekend, someone actually asked it in the panel that we did on Saturday about how to mm. motivate yourself. And I once again said incredibly boringly that the only thing that I'm able to do at the moment is they've recently redone the Italian deli at the bottom of, ta- of my road. And so I know if I finish there, I can get a really nice coffee and a really nice pastry yeah. or something. And honestly, sometimes that is the only thing that gets me out the door is I'm like, well, I'd like a coffee, a treat one, like, there's only one way I'm getting it and once I'm out the door and I've got my clothes on I might as well do 20 minutes of running before I go and get it and it's yeah and same with having a friend where it's like I suppose sometimes if you know that you want to meet that friend or you know that like yeah you would you want to go to brunch with them or something Lex and I do that all the time where we're like oh let's go for brunch together Mm. um but we'll make ourselves do a 5k first or something so that we can have the thing that we're really looking forward to and yeah that sometimes is the only thing that gets me out there in in this it's such a good idea Mm. it's such a good idea and also I think it's worth remembering that if you look at one of those training plans that we've got on womensrunning.co.uk um Mm. on the training plans there if you go to um half marathon which is what we're looking at right now um the one that I was looking at for you was the one where you're training by time not distance so instead of thinking I've got to do 5k however long that takes you to run it if you just think 30 minutes but also you don't need to think about those 30 minutes as being constantly running and I know that we've talked about this loads and loads and loads but it really doesn't it's time on your feet you know mm. so you can walk right that first 30 minute run that's in there is a 30 minute movement session hole so yeah see it as you could even look at your couch to 5k app and pick any week in there and just think you know I'm gonna just do that one to ease myself in it and do two minutes on two minutes off whatever or one minute on and 90 seconds you know whatever kind of combination of times and just do that for half an hour and you know, it, it doesn't have to be 30 minutes of of balls out running, does no. it? It just needs to be the time. Okay. So. That is, yeah. That, I think I might do that then because yeah. I was thinking about doing a distance one again, but I think you're right that actually the time plans, they just work really nicely, is... don't they? And also just for planning because then, again, rather than being like, I've got to do, like, before, if I've been on away for the weekend – 
and been like, okay, I've got to do 10 miles, but I'm in the Isle of Wight and I don't know where I am. Whereas just mm. saying to yourself, oh, I'm doing two hours is actually so much easier on your... So much easier. And it's so much less competitive as well. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Uh, even with your own... Because I know now, or I'm beginning, I'm beginning to accept that I'm slower than I was a few years ago. And so I would say to myself... Uh, right, I'm going to go and run. So, so like a couple of years ago, I'd say, right, I'm going to run my three mile route, which means I'll be back in half an hour. That's what I always have in my head, and I've suddenly realised. Suddenly, it's been it's been a, a slow acceptance of this in the last kind of um, I don't know six months or so, where if I run my usual sort of five k three mile route, that actually it's taking me more like forty minutes door to door, and that, but as long as I accept the time. I know what time, you know, I I'm not going to upset myself when I come back. I just think, right, okay, it's just the time. I'm going to run for 40 minutes. It doesn't actually matter what distance mm -hmm. it is by the time I get back. I mean, you know. No, completely. Just, you're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Mm. The, the, I suppose the only thing that I get worried about with that, maybe this is worth a whole pod and maybe we need to get like, I don't know, some sort of expert on here. But... Oh. <laughs> I sometimes worry about like obviously we've talked a bit with couch to 5k before about the fact that the average time is either 36 or it might even be 39 minutes for a woman to run 5k it was something like that wasn't it yeah yeah, yeah and was. so if you like if you're running if, if if it's saying 30 minutes obviously you are going to be bitterly disappointed if you're expecting to run 5k in that time and you don't um and yeah. it can maybe be setting you up for that disappointment a little bit but um yeah, I, I suppose that um, that's something that maybe, maybe we need to talk about this another time because I think that's a mm. whole that's a whole thing, isn't it? Because that's the only thing I get worried about. It's just the demoralization of being like, oh, what if my longest long run is like two hours and I just about managed to do 10 miles and then I'm like, oh God, I've got so much still to do on the day. Yeah. I, oh, well. Do you know what? It's, again, I try and think about ultra runners because I try and think about – you know that thing we were talking about it? I can't remember if that was on, on or off oh, the Oh, yeah, now. where That's, it's like 40K might be the longest you do of a 100K training plan. Yeah. Yeah. It's absolutely mental. Mm -hmm. It's mental. But the things that, are, you know, you're, the training that you're going to be doing for the half marathon aren't just the long runs. It's everything else. It's the yeah. mental training. And I don't mean like, oh my God, it's mental. I mean, the mental training, <laughs> you know, you're mentally <laughs> preparing yourself for this thing. So that's like one big thing that you're doing without even kind of really thinking about it is quite subconscious that, but the mental preparation for being on your feet for that amount of time. But also it's the other stuff you're doing and lots of it is is being tired. And that's like, that's such a big part yeah. of the training is going for a run two days after your last run and your legs and your body and your head feeling really, really tired, but doing it anyway. And that is such a huge part of the training. So I know. It's know. just like when you say it, I'm like 100% yeah. But for me, no. <laughs> <laughs> Why do we do that? Why do we do that? <laughs> but no, you are right. Um and I think, yeah, maybe it would be good to have a bit of a training plan sesh we can have a chat about. Uh, but I also think that we should do uh, if, as much of an entire episode as we can on you guys' wall mm. of shame stories. Um, oh, yeah. Shout out once again to everybody who said hello to us on the weekend. It was so lovely. And I actually wanted to say, Esther, I feel like we haven't done this in ages. And I hope this isn't beggy of me. 
but I um I really love it when you guys leave us reviews and I feel like we haven't we haven't asked for that for a while uh, uh, I feel a bit sick asking <laughs> if you want to haha <laughs> no worries if not um <laughs> you're you're welcome to leave us a review give us a little wee rating or um or say dog shit worst thing I've ever listened to in my life but at least it gives us a bit of an idea um as to how you're feeling about the pod that's true that's true and the other way that you can give us an idea of how you're feeling about the pod is by emailing us at wrpodcast at anthem.co.uk because we love hearing from you you have no idea we love it we love it absolute chef's kiss to your broadcasting skills then that was just you just (laughs) fed straight into that and i was like oh of course yes Thank you for listening. Come and join us on Patreon. You can get a ton of extra Pod Squad benefits from just £2 a month, including newsletters, live chats, and you can join our exclusive Discord community for friendly chat and support with like minded women runners. Go to patreon.com forward slash women's running to find out more. This podcast was recorded over Zencaster. The producer and composer was David Newman. Please hit like and subscribe. That way, you won't miss the next episode. Do please email us at wrpodcast at anthem.co.uk with any questions or running stories, as we would love to include them in a future podcast. Happy running. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners or odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.